Good morning, dreamers, and happy 4th of July. Oh, I think I just startled Ava awake here. Oh, she's back to sleep. Awesome. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Pardo, and of course, I'm joined by my man, Matt Borelli, who his mic was off, so I'm glad that he didn't start talking. Happy 4th, everybody. Yes, happy 4th indeed. Uh this is episode 237 of the Dreamers Podcast. Uh, we're live streaming, of course, on Facebook Live. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash superjoepardo to check it out. Uh, of course, the site always, always is superjoepardo.com to get to everything else that I do. Um, and this will also be up on YouTube as well at superjoepardo.com slash tube if you want to check out the replay after the fact. Uh, my guest this week, later on after the pre-show here, is Nemo. Not not the Nemo, oh. but my man Alex, also known, a.k.a. as Nemo. Uh, he's from thefoolies.com. They're a clothing line, uh, inspirational clothing line. It's really cool stuff. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. He has a really amazing story to share with everybody and... Just super excited to to have him as, uh, be a member of the Dreamers podcast. Uh, this week, of course, we are sponsored by Movie Mail, M-O-V-Y Mail dot com. Uh, basically, what you're going to do is send an inspirational letter to somebody, another Movie member, and then they, in turn, will be sending a Movie Mail inspirational, motivational as movie dot you know moviemail dot com suggests uh, to movimail and then we swap the letters. You don't know who you're gonna get. They don't know who they're gonna get. It's you don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. But you're gonna end up getting inspirational letters in the mail every single month. It's a subscription based service. So uh, check it out moviemail dot com. Uh, it's actually started by me and Melissa for uh, my wife. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, and you can actually see on the website, and you'll hear my voice too in the in the whiteboard video that explains how Movie Mail works because I just did a really horrible job of explaining it. Uh, Matt, how was your week? <laughs> I was pretty busy. Just got moved into a new apartment, so that took up uh, all of yesterday getting uh, getting that squared away. Still got a couple things to do here and there, but um, yeah, sorry for that. That's that's really that's been all that's on my mind. <laughs> Trying to get that all squared away. Well, and it's not surprising, you know, moving is a, is a, is a hectic thing that I do not look forward to doing, uh, again in my life, but <laughs> maybe probably will at some point. But, um, so, okay. So let's, let's wrap up from this week. I went to, I did two talks this week. One was in Philadelphia and one was in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is the pod talk Philly. It was on Wednesday night. Uh, I think we had about nine or 10 people, uh, that joined us for the, you know, for the talk. It, basically I talked about, uh, growing your audience through get having guest experts. And we both know how I feel about the word expert. Uh, not a crazy fan of it, but it's, it's a good way of explaining what you're doing and, and having people on your show that are, you know, guest experts, uh, or guest professionals or something to that effect. But people at least know what you're talking about when they say guest expert. So, uh, 
it was a great talk. We, you know, it ran about an hour because of questions, the Q and A session after the fact. I think my talk was only uh, maybe like twenty five minutes. Now you can actually watch that talk if you go to superjoeparter dot com. Um, if you go on the front page, you go down the talks. You can actually click on the link that says uh, "Grow Your Your uh, Your <coughs> Audience." <coughs> oh man, excuse me. So I've been dealing with this chest cold for anyone that doesn't know for like the last week. Um, so it's been really tough on me and like people around me, but, but Ava's staying asleep. So that's good. (coughs) So just bear with me here. Uh, so yeah, so, and I had to deal with this while I was speaking as well. So it's, um, it wasn't too bad during the talk. It was after the talk that I was like, it was really getting uh, bad for me as far as the coughing goes. I guess because I was just holding it all in. I was pending it all up inside, and uh, it just had to come out. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think my talk was like 25 minutes. Or no, I don't – actually, I think the video was like 40 minutes. But I don't know. We ended up going like a little over an hour um, with the Q&A. And, you know, I, it's great that I even got to learn uh, stuff myself, right? Because when – being uh a prof- being as being a professional versus like I know everything like I don't know everything um and it, and I actually learned a few things from people in the audience who were like oh this is how I do this and I could see how I could adapt what you were talking about and I admittedly in the video I do, or in the talk I admitted that hey um or maybe it was after the fact I forget but I admitted that I don't do everything that I suggested in in here but this is like quote unquote best practices and this is what i should be doing but the thing is i'm a one-man show uh for the most part like you know operating the show and everything like that aside from you matt and now ava who just sleeps on the job all the time uh it's it's tough to have the time to write those emails and like do all that stuff and make sure everything happens but i gave examples of things that i do do like tagging people in the facebook posts like so here with the pre-show i've actually tagged uh, Nemo in in the Facebook thing post status uh, live feed thing and he just said hey so what's up what's up Nemo and I also want to give a shout out to Lori Foster who has been doing amazing things uh, she she said good morning to Joe and Ava and good morning indeed even though we sleep through mornings now uh, she's doing amazing things with losing weight. And, uh, if you don't know Lori's story, go to superjoepardo.com and, uh, go to the, um, the search button up at the top, little magnifying glass. And that's where you can type in Lori, uh, L O R I E, uh, Foster. And you, her whole story will come up and it's, it's an incredible, um, sad story about how she has been wheelchair bound and all this. And now she's actually working out and she's, uh, not wheel as as wheelchair bound anymore, and making huge strides in everything, you know, as far as our health goes. <clears throat> so yeah, go go check that out. But anyway, getting back to the the podcast uh, talk that I did, I, you know, learning things is always a great thing, and you got to be open to learning things. If you're not open to learning things, then it's it's. Not that everybody has the best ways of doing it, but when there is multiple ways of doing something, when it's when it's based around what your opinion is or what your practice best practices, that's where you need to be open to to taking in advice and looking at what other people do and incorporating that sometimes into what you do, and that's you know that's how you get better. 
<coughs> oh man, um, <coughs> this coffin thing sucks. So, uh, yeah. So then I, I then the very next day. So that was at night, Matt. And then the next day, I wake up. Um, and I, I did a couple things, but then I had to get to Camden because I was giving a talk to, I guess it was like almost 15 kids and I say kids, but they were like 17 to 22 or something to that effect. And <clears throat> they, they, at HopeWorks, now we've talked about HopeWorks before, really amazing organization. So glad to get to go there and talk to these kids and give them, um, a sense of how to dream. So an example is one of the kids that came in, he was like, Oh, I just take opportunities as they come to me. He's like, I, I, you know, I wait for opportunities to come to me. And I was like, that's not a horrible thing to do. But what I'm going to show you how to, how to do is cut through the amount of time it takes to make that happen so that you can speed up the process of finding more opportunities and how to figure out which opportunities to say yes to and which ones to say no to. Because just because you get that opportunity doesn't mean that you should take that opportunity. I'm all about saying yes. In fact, maybe a little too much. I know, Matt, you're, you're very much the same way in wanting to say yes to everything. But that doesn't mean that we should always say yes. And so we have to identify the, the opportunities that make sense for us and make sense for the people that we're doing it for. So it just, it's just tough um, to, to, to know. But that's why I have the talk, How to Dream. And I sped through that talk because it was almost lunchtime. So I only had about <laughs> like 40 minutes <clears throat> to do it and I pulled it off in 36 I like blew right through like everything it was bam 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 like value after value after value after value and just and and really helped him and then uh Dan Roden who is the the president CEO something something that effect of um of HopeWorks was getting an email from from HopeWorks about the amazing experiences that he experienced, you know, that the kids had uh, through my talk before he even got back. Like he was across town at their other office, and he was getting emails about how amazing the talk was. So really feel good about that. Um, and even one of the kids uh, came up to me afterwards and was like, "Hey, you know what? What really stuck out to me was is you talked about your eighty twenty, and and usually eighty twenty is like you don't want." 80% of your business to come from 20% of your your clients. Uh, but in the, in this case, we talk about 80-20 where it's like you want to take what you do and make 80% of it the happy part, the part that you enjoy versus the 20% part where, look, we don't can't love everything about everything that we do. And maybe there's people out there that do, but in most cases we won't. But what we don't want is hating 80% of what we do and loving 20%. So that's when we need to look, like, focus in and we need to uh, t- identify the 20% what we love and then amplify that in a, maybe a new career, a new path, a new promotion, <coughs> a new hobby, something to that effect where we're loving 80% of it and, and dreading 20 Because if we work hard enough and get that 80% making enough money, we can outsource to somebody else or hire somebody else or get a virtual assistant to do that other 20% if we work hard enough and we were you know profitable enough at what we do to justify <coughs> to justify excuse me so really stuck out to him and uh just it 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 makes me happy because it's it's a wonderful experience to know that I've touched the lives of uh these these kids that are have really horrible pasts and that's where they got to, you know, they've gotten to Hope Works, and now they they have the opportunity to have a life and a future 
that is leaps and bounds better than where they came from. So, um, so Matt, this we're like two weeks away from going to New York and speaking at the United Nations. I had to submit the slides over the course of this week, <coughs> in which, as we know, I love to deal with procrastination head on by procrastinating. So uh, I, I unfortunately with so much going on and being so sick, I didn't have the opportunity to do the slides until like literally the day before they were due. Actually, I was finishing them up the day uh, they were due. So I did like half and then I finished the second half while, you know, the day of it being due. So, but we're good. We got it done. That's how, you know, I think I work better under pressure though. Yeah, I do too. I, I find that I sort of need those those limits, you know. I, I need a cutoff date, and uh, I do. T- <laughs> we always say this, but I do tend to procrastinate. But yeah, once it gets down to the last second, I just I, don't know, I get kicked in overdrive. I get inspired at that point, you know, like during the crunch time. That's when I think I do some of my best work. And you know, is it the most efficient thing? No, it's definitely stressful, <laughs> but it's it's like self induced. It is, yeah. We we really put ourselves in that position uh, as procrastinators to to know that we can put out our best work when we're under the gun, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a great, you know, um, analogy at this point in time, in this day and age. But point is, is uh, well, gun could be uh, um, tattoo gun. You know, that's a that's a type of gun. Uh, anyway, point is, is when when we're able to be um, under that pressure, that's when we can perform our best. And that's what I know I, I generally perform <coughs> some of my best stuff when I'm in, under that pressure. And that's why a lot of times I put myself in that position because I know that <coughs> that's when it's, it's all going to come together. Like the mind's just going to race to get it done. But not just get it done, but find um, something something better so another thing that happened this week was i found out that my book was actually being sold for seventeen hundred and twenty one dollars and ninety one cents on amazon a used copy i don't even know i don't know if it's the color version or not but but the store that's selling it on amazon is uh they're like 96 percent like positive ratings for for reviews well you know I, I took a copy of your book i dipped it in gold and i put it online and so i just needed the money oh well you know that's that's <laughs> that's one way to get it up to 1700 dollars worth of value but everybody benefits i mean it's and actually it made me think that maybe i should post my you know put my book at, at the same value um on amazon since I, i'm an amazon seller and because i have colored editions around laying around that i totally could sell for right seventeen hundred dollars I guess my question is, is if my book were to sell for $1,700, does all of a sudden that make everything else I do that much more valuable? I guess it would make everything else I do that much more valuable. It would be a point you could make. <laughs> you know, Well, it's like a painting, right? Yeah. Like if you sell a painting for a certain um, price point, then all of a sudden everything else that you've done just becomes that much more valuable. <laughs> It's like you know, you're getting a pretty good deal on my new book here, considering the last one sold for seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite true. That is quite true. So we'll I don't know we'll we'll see if it ever sells. It probably won't. Now I know uh, when I put it up on Facebook, a couple people had reached out and said that their books as well, um, copies of their book had been put up for for seventeen hundred dollars. Hmm. So 
or or I guess like enormous amount like that for is a it, book. Is it crazy or is it the start of some kind of genius trend? Though? I guess we'll. I, hey, you see. only got to sell one if it's at seventeen you know, hundred dollars. Yeah, if you only have one copy, that's like, true. Then it's worth seventeen hundred to somebody. <laughs> uh, oh, so okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about this week um, was a horrible. I mean, it wasn't horrible, horrible customer service experience, but it was a pretty. Pretty not good. Now, I'm not going to call any names out or say, you know, even point out what the product was or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to be a hater. And I feel kind of bad because I wrote an email back to the customer service person explaining to them why what they suggested was horrible. And and needs to be addressed by the people who can do something about it. Or as John Taffer would say, do something about it, you know. Uh, and they should. They really should consider doing something about it because it's. It was not a good experience. Now I'm going to pull up my email here so that I can read off uh, what what exactly happened here because I actually saved it right in my inbox for just to be able to bring this up. So I had purchased something uh, like two weeks ago, or well, at the time it was two weeks ago, and it what what it said was was hey you got a 14 day or 15 day return policy. And that's great. So, fourteen days had gone by, and I'm like, you know, I'm not really seeing the value of what I had, what I bought. Um, I could use the extra. It's like seventy four dollars or whatever it was, seventy some dollars. I was like, I could use that extra seventy bucks for other things. You know, we got diapers to buy. We got there's other things I could definitely use that money for. So I sent a request for a return or for a refund, and so I, I said. Uh, Oh, oh, here, where's that? I've been using the service. Um, I haven't really noticed that it, you know, I, I see the value in it, but for me, it just, like, I'm not getting the value. I, I know I'm not getting the value out of it. Um, so I was like, hey, I'd like to return it. Um, I'm, you know, today's the 14th day, and, and I don't want to run into any problems. Um, I think what you're offering is great, uh, but it's just not currently good enough for me because of my use case i thought i could get more out of it and and you know uh it's just not gonna work so i said hey i you know i appreciate um i appreciate you know getting a quick response to to refund the money especially since we were right up against the return date and i didn't want any issues like oh well we didn't get to the email until yeah. 15 days oh well no, like happened. yeah that's happened to me before <laughs> yeah so like I, I don't need any of that it just turns into a huge yeah it's just it's a battle so so then I get a reply back like I don't know a handful of hours later hmm. which is fine you know they got back to me same day and it said we you know we take customer service very seriously um I'd like to introduce you to our CEO uh con- you know contact him on either Facebook or Skype um you know thank you for your patience we've had you know thousands of tickets and we're working as fast as we can so, I reach out on Facebook and Skype because, again, I don't want to be past the 14 days. I don't want any, you know, oh, you didn't get it back. You know, you, we didn't get the return done in time. So, oh, well. Um, so, I, I wrote back. And what I said was not great. So, I sent messages to, to the CEO. Uh, and then, you know, I waited maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. Didn't hear anything. So I said, you know, I, I said, hi, I, I appreciate you getting back to me. 
Um, I really, like, I really do appreciate you getting back to me today. What I don't appreciate is being told that to get a refund, I need to reach out to someone else on Facebook or Skype, which I've done both. Um, this is not cool and makes me worry that, you know, one about getting my refund, uh, since it is a time sensitive manner, uh, and two ever even hearing back from you know the person on either of those networks especially facebook because with facebook if you send a message to somebody that you're not friends with uh sometimes it goes to their other inbox and if it goes to the other inbox they might never see it (coughs) so that's why i sent something to facebook and skype um and i you know of course i said i know this isn't your fault uh i totally understand them personally wanting to handle refunds but this is really not the way to handle it. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that this message reaches uh, him so that he can uh, maybe reconsider his ways in handling this. Because if I was doing it, <coughs> I would want to reach out to that person that wants a refund personally. Not have them the uh, do it the other way around. It's like, that's not, cause that's not good customer service. Especially relying on Facebook again, where they might not even see the message. <clears throat> so, uh, so, so finally, before I got a reply back, uh, <coughs> I did get a reply back from, from the owner, uh, on Skype and <coughs> we talked, uh, well, first he's like, hi, Joe. So I'm like, oh, hi. And then nothing. Cause I was in my mind, I was playing out the scene for Madoff. Where they talk about the idea, and it might even have been in The Wolf of Wall Street too, where it's like the first person to talk loses. Because I don't know what the situation were like. I've never dealt with this person before. I don't know what their their situation is. I don't know am I going if I'm going to get that refund. If I'm not going to get that refund, um, I, it's the 14th day is actually today. So I don't know is it 14 like it's 14 days, but it's before the 14th day, so it's the 13th like. I don't know. And again, it's only $70 or whatever. So I'm just kind of like, uh, like I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. Like I, I want to just be able to click, click, click and then be done with it. Like, and, and, and that be over. <coughs> oh, somebody's awake. Um, <laughs> so <coughs> finally I was like, <coughs> 10 minutes go by. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll bite. Hey, I I was just contacting you about getting a refund, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then more time goes by and more time goes by. And it's like, I think at the end it was, oh man, let me, let me say, I, cause I think I actually had the conversation right here. If Skype comes up quick enough and shows me the conversation. Yeah. So, so it was like, hi, hi within within one, you know, within a minute and then two minutes go by and I I was like, okay, I'd like to, um, get a refund. And that was at four twenty eight. Now at four fifty two, I sent another message and said, hello, question mark. So then it took another five minutes and that's when he was like, Oh sure. That's not a problem at all. What's your, what's your transaction ID? So I send it over, um, and then within like three minutes, everything was was taken care of. 
Yeah, so thank you. Have a great day. So it wasn't bad, but but the thing that was like, you know, I I said, oh, I'd like to, you know, to get a refund. Oh, that was when I said. That's when I stopped and and was thinking of the Madoff thing. So it wasn't when I said hi. It wasn't when I when I stated what I wanted. It was when you state what you want, you're supposed to shut up. Because then it's like you're opening yourself up to doubt, and doubt can lead you down a road of, oh, I didn't. I didn't get a refund. In fact, I didn't get a refund, and I bought something extra. You know, I, I bought in deeper to the next level of what they offer, or something like I bought into another product. Um. So so yeah, so it's that's why you got to like you, you state what you want, and then you just got to shut up. And that's why I let thirty minutes go by because I was like, I don't want to say, or I guess not thirty minutes because it was four twenty eight to to so twenty. Like 22 minutes or whatever it was, 20, 24 minutes, <clears throat> I, I let it go by because I didn't want to lose. And I didn't want to get sucked into buying something else that I didn't want. Um, so, yeah, so it's so it's just like it's not a it wasn't a great, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a great experience. But at the end of the day, they took care of me. They took care of what I wanted. It just I wanted to bring up the point of when it comes to customer service, it needs to be proactive. And maybe there's a reason that maybe the reason is that they it, you know they figure well if you put that barrier up of like hey you need to contact us on Facebook or Skype, you know there's probably like a drop off rate of people that just won't that just won't bother. You know what I mean? Like and that's that's the thing. So. So a little persistence never hurt anyone either. Um, and since we're, li- we're live streaming on Facebook, I wanted to give a shout out to Paul uh, Dariano and to Anthony Hayes uh, who are <coughs> watching live <coughs> right now on Facebook live. So I don't know. Have you have you had any weird experiences like that, Matt? <coughs> well... <laughs> Indirectly, yeah. So there was one experience I had where a friend of mine had bought a car and kind of later that day decided that she had sort of gotten like pressured into it. You know, she went to the dealership by herself and they kind of did the whole song and dance before she did And she's like, oh, I don't really want this and it's not the car I wanted. So I was like, all right. So I, I called the place up and at first they were kind of like, eh, and then later like, oh, okay, you know, come in here, you know, we can find something else you want. And, uh, then you're like, oh, you got to talk to the manager. And once he got involved with him, it was just like, it, it all went downhill from there. It wasn't, the car wasn't coming back. Because initially, yeah, initially he's like, no, oh, there's no way we could do it, blah, 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 blah. And then, then finally he's like, all right. After arguing with him, he's like, okay, well, we'll cut you a deal. He's like, well, well, you know, you can return it. And then we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And like, you know, it's getting up to the last day here. I'm like, all right, still haven't heard from this place. And I call him back. He's like, I never said that. I never, I was like, <laughs> And he goes, no, no, you got to talk to this guy. He's like, you know, that's, that's like, no, you're the person I was dealing with. He's like, well, it's not my problem. I was like, it is your problem because you're the person I was dealing with. And that was a good, like, 20, 30-minute phone conversation until finally he's like, all right, come in today. We'll get it done. But that's probably the worst one I ever dealt with, although I've seen other people. <coughs> I, I guess it's more of a thing in general. Like, it, I don't know what it is about people that go shopping in, in stores, even restaurants, where they think they can treat the help like crap. Yeah, you ever seen that? Like, yeah, it's, not, it's, uh, yeah. it's incredibly uncomfortable. To, 
and like like two nights ago I had to say something because I don't want to I guess you know I don't want to curse on the podcast the woman said something incredibly demeaning to this thank you for not cursing on the very podcast. young I don't want to have to edit it who's a cashier I was just like floored that you had the nerve to say that to somebody and like this girl's ready to cry so I said something in response and uh, I became the target and I was just like I can't believe he just just being mean and cruel for the sake of being cruel like over over nothing I think it's like over like four dollars <laughs> wow you know it's just like completely uncalled for this girl's and you know it's I just unbelievable yeah it, you know and, and, and coming in with an, right off the bat with an attitude nasty you know it's like demanding like I'm I'm the queen of this store we're not gonna mention it's like uh, it, it just it disgusts me <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely have seen stuff like that. I guess and if you never work, you know, like retail or something like that, you can't really, or, you know, work as a, a waiter or a waitress. What, to, to have common decency? I, I don't think people can appreciate just the kind of garbage these people got to put up with all day long, seven days a week for, like, next to no pay. But they shouldn't have to put up with garbage. Like, if people understood, like, again, if everybody had worked a retail job or, or understood, like, common decency, then it wouldn't have to be necessarily garbage unless the, the systems in place at where they worked really stunk. <laughs> like, weren't worth, um, weren't worth it's just like, I see people with coming doing like this, what they're supposed to be doing. The sense of entitlement, especially, like, around the holidays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like you know, it's it's bad enough they gotta sit here and work on a holiday, but then you gotta you gotta have this you know like you gotta come in and dump it on top, and now like everything's their problem because you waited till today to get this resolved, like the worst possible day of the year <laughs> to make a return. It's true, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, I just uh, I just see it happen. They just it's one of those things that really aggravates me. Uh, so I <clears throat> so we're a little we're a little yeah. strapped for time today, so. I think I'm going to push some of these. I had like four other topics I wanted to get to, including dealing with procrastination, uh, of course. <laughs> but I think I'm going to push all of them, even though yeah. we've only done a half hour this week. Um, not, she's not going to sit for it. She's, she's feisty. No, I know. She's she's like eating, eating the heck <laughs> eating out of everything. her hand here. She's eating her bib, bib and her, her hand. hand. Yeah, she get, where's she's, nearby? <laughs> yeah, she's... And she shouldn't be hungry. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know. She might be getting hungry. Cause... She's been good today, though. I came over. She's very quiet for most most of the day. Oh, she goes again. Until she till she finally fell asleep. Mm. Um, that right, Like, she was crying then. But, uh, but yeah. <coughs> so, so yeah. So, let's uh, let's wrap up this week. And then, we'll, you know, we'll pick back up next week where we have, you know, four. I already have four topics just to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, though, before uh, we do wrap up is... Uh, so I am, I'm going to be using the month of July to start running, uh, to, to start doing, uh, I, uh, YouTube videos. Okay. I want to start doing YouTube videos, uh, at the superjoeparter.com slash tube, uh, where it's, it's like, I haven't come up with a name for it. Cause like dreamer tube dream Tube, like not, none of them can, really can people maybe, uh, send in their suggestions on Facebook or Twitter? they could. So if you want to, if you want to send, send, send in a suggestion, uh, you can email it to me. If you go to superjoepardo.com or Joe at superjoepardo.com or on Facebook, uh, you can, if you want to comment in the comments right now, I can actually see the comments yeah. live and Joe will give the, uh, <laughs> will give a shout out to whoever comes up with the, uh, the winning name here. The winning. Well, I don't, I don't know about a winning name, but, but I, uh, yeah, the suggestions name. are appreciated yeah. for sure. 
Uh, the reason I didn't start last week is because I was so busy with everything. And then on top of that, we, we well, I wasn't feeling well. Like, I keep coughing now. So I didn't want to, um, you know, I can't have that high energy if I'm sick where I'm coughing and, and all that. So, yeah, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these topics <coughs> that we've been talking about. And I have, like, a whole list of, like, a 100 and plus topics in my uh in my evernote that i want to run through and start shooting it to a video on for youtube uh with this and then go go from there so uh it's definitely definitely exciting also matt i i forgot to turn it on like i just realized that i forgot to turn on uh windows 10 actually has really good um talk to text uh integration hmm. And I meant to turn it on. Like, I was playing around with it yesterday. We totally could have been, like, getting text of everything that we're saying to build a transcript. Like is that through the uh, Cortana easy. integration or is it a separate module? No, it's it's separate from Cortana. <coughs> it's separate from Cortana. But um, but the idea is, like, then all of a sudden you take that and you throw it into the website in the show mm-hmm. notes. And now all of a sudden you have, like, instant SEO. Like, lots of phrases and things for, for Google to, to touch and hmm. feel and, and be happy about. So... Yeah, totally misstep on my part by not having. I wanted to enable it for today, but but going forward with all of the episodes um, that I shoot for the Dreamers Podcast YouTube channel, I guess maybe that's what it's going to be called: Dreamers Podcast YouTube Channel. <laughs> Super long, not really digging it. Um, I want to <coughs> I want to have that so that it's going to help uh, expand the reach, my Google reach for sure. Um. So yeah, so that's that's where where I'm headed. Uh, but I also would like to say that I'm going to take these topics that I of the recordings, and I'll also be dumping them into uh, the Dreamers podcast feed. So I'll be making an episode for the Dreamers podcast, as well as <coughs> doing it as a YouTube uh, video. So the video the videos will be short, like three minutes to five maybe tops it depends on the topic that i'm going to talk about but each one will be a specific topic and then like i said we'll be dumping it into oh she's trying to eat my hand now um we'll be dumping it into the feed so that maybe you know now the episodes count should go up now i don't know how many i'm going to do i'd like to get it to the point where i could do an episode a day on youtube like a daily episode and I guess I could get to, I guess I probably will end up getting to that point. Uh, but right now I just want to get to maybe like one or two extra a week, probably like start with one a week and, and build out from there. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, really exciting stuff. Cause you know, I, I've been watching a lot of these YouTube people, like especially in tech. Cause I love watching, you know, t- videos on computers and parts and, uh, stuff like that. And it's just, um, it's amazing when you see like, some of these people that I've been following for maybe three months now have only been doing it for less than a year, just under a year. And they, you, you see their subscriber count go up from like, you know, a few thousand, you know, to tens of thousands, 40,000, 50,000 subscribers. And, uh, the, the, the opportunity to, to bring in ad revenue from YouTube in a way that, um, it doesn't, you don't have to worry about it like it automatically puts the ads and stuff in front um is it's definitely appealing to me because it's less time and effort that i have to pour into the the ads so speaking of ads movimail m-o-v-y-m-a-i-l.com oh ava's starting to starting to make some noise now um 
you go check it out. Uh, it's a service set up by me and Melissa to bring motivational mail to your doorstep every single month in a, in a way that is crowdsourced and community funded uh, through like community funded as far as the letters go. So it was being uh, kind of loud. Yeah. Go check it out. Moviemail.com. Uh, Matt, I really appreciate you joining me as always. Hey, as always, thanks for having me. You're very welcome, Ava. Thank you for joining me, even though you're you're about to start crying. So it's a good thing we're not going to the full hour that we normally do here on the, the Dreamers podcast pre-show. And uh, I guess, yeah, stay tuned for After the Jump, because uh, I got my boy Nemo coming on the show. He uh, is Uh It's clothing line, and he's just a really awesome entrepreneur, really positive dude, and I can't wait for you to check out his, his uh, interview with me here on the Dreamers Podcast. So stay tuned uh, for After the Jump. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What, what's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the Dreamers podcast that's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes. Go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash, <laughs> forward slash Amazon. Every time you make a purchase, I get money. Joe, in the time it took you to describe that, I've already done it, and I'm a slow typer. You know what? Why don't you go buy some uh, Mavis Typing Tutor on Amazon using the superjoeparter.com forward slash Amazon and help contribute to Dreamers Podcast. It'll be here in two days. Thanks, Amazon Prime. Hey, Dreamers. Today, I'm talking with Alex Ramon Nemo. Hans. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's four words. I mean, you know, well, if we hyphenated some of that, then it would technically be three words. You know, technically, you technically. Hyphenate two words, it becomes one. Um, who is making his dreams come true by creating a clothing company that is empowering and changing the lives of, of other people around the world. I almost dropped the ball in that intro. But uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, I'm sorry, Nemo, it's really great to have you on here. I'm glad somebody found you. I, I apologize for confusing everyone. I gave... Uh, the man Pardo here, a lot of names to uh, go off of. So Nemo is uh, what you can uh, throw out, just keeping things simple for the the audience and all that good stuff. <laughs> well, Nemo, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? So background, uh, Alex Hans, original name. So that's the the true true identity. Uh, Miami, Florida. I'm a UF grad, graduated with a degree in sports medicine, I'm also a graduate from Full Sail, so I have a background in recording engineering. Somehow between those two worlds and points, I created this clothing company called Foolies. Foolies is all about empowering, uplifting uh, dreamers, believers, game changers, people who are foolish enough to make those things happen, whatever those things may be. And just kind of been painting the town black, white, and red, because that's the color of the Foolies. That's the Foolies colors there. Uh, so just been, been kind of painting the town and uh, just empowering as many people as I can day by day. I love it. And inspiring other people is, is what we're all about here at Dreamers Podcast. So uh, so how, how did it come about? Like, like so you, you have this degree in sports medicine, you said, right? <laughs> and, yes, sir. And the other one was in music production. Recording engineering. Or recording engineering. And, right. and, and where did the, the clothing come in, into play? Uh, so the clothing fits very nice and tightly in between uh, those two worlds. So I graduated 2009 from the University of Florida, graduated from Full Sail in 2012. But between those two points, I decided with a good friend of mine that 
I need to be doing more. I was doing music at the time, uh, rapping and doing spoken word, different things like that. But I wanted to give my audience and the people who listen to us some kind of identity, something to follow, because I didn't want to just be aimlessly uh, doing music and making stuff happen, but no context. So I decided with my friend that let's give him a feel, a look. And we played around with a bunch of names and then kind of sat down on the name Foolies. Like, man, we're foolish for doing this. We're foolish for, for trying to chase our dreams and live our lives the way we want to. That's not normal. That's not what society wants us to do. So it kind of happened in between those two points. So I usually say like December 2009 when I graduated from UF is when Foolies kind of started to evolve and flourish. And then, you know, once again, just kind of been pushing ever since. So when I got to Full Sail, that was also the kind of ignition for the concept of being this dreamer who's leaving his traditional background and, you know, sports medicine and working with athletics. And in that world, I didn't really get to dig into that world of Phil yet anyways, because as soon as I graduated in 2009 or graduated in 2009, it was the time where no one wanted to hire you for anything. So I was working at AT&T and trying to make ends meet and just trying to pay for my little, you know, scrappy apartment at the time. And I told my boss that I had aspirations to go to full sale or just to just to pursue the music industry world, the entertainment business as a whole. And I showed him to school and he was like, you know what? You should quit. Get out of here. Uh, don't waste your time here. I'm 50 plus. Uh, you're, you're good looking. You have all your teeth. So uh, definitely take that leap and Taking that leap to full set was also, once again, that ignition for Foolies and really pushing that that goal and dream to another level. And then kind of here I am once again. So now it's 2016. So so you said that started in 2009? Yes, sir. Wow. So it's it's is it hard to believe that it's already been this long? You know, I was telling someone yesterday that every year I kind of start Foolies over in my mind so that I keep it fresh. So, yes, it has been a really long time. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of uh, trials and tribulations and dollars spent uh, to make all of this happen. But renewing the concept and the feel of what I'm doing each year has given me new life each year. So I don't get uh, tired or bored or like, oh, man, this is this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So when I have that feeling, I instantly say, let's revamp everything that we're doing and let me take it to where I think it's going to go. No, I love that, man. And, and I mean, you have to because, I mean, someone like you and, and someone like me where we get bored with stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, we have to keep reinventing. We have to keep digging for something different and, and re, you know, adjusting and relooking and uh, questioning ourselves and, right. and, and really digging deep to find, like, who it is that's inside of us that we want to, you know, bring out into the world and how we want to go about doing that. So I, I love the fact that you're constantly trying to uh, reinvent your company. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I mean, we, we don't have a choice. If we don't adapt, we'll literally die. So that's kind of where we are. <laughs> okay. So you kind of talked a little bit um, uh, at first about how you got fully started, but, but like, what were some of the steps that you got once you quit that job, once you quit AT&T uh, to, you know, stop, selling cell phones what did you, go to? <laughs> you know it's funny it's really funny that um in, in like in 2009 you can't get a job doing something that like matters in the world mm. other than selling somebody a cell phone For yeah. some, in, a, in, a, in a world where 2009 i mean the i mean the, 
cell phone plans were cheap enough at that point, I guess, where everybody <laughs> at that point was like making the the jump, and if you you weren't, then you it was, you were fully uh, right, right, right. to, to just not foolish. Be yeah, foolish to uh, be making that not making that jump, but but even still, like I I think that um I I think that you, what what makes it so cool is is the fact that you you had somebody uh like your boss who's like yeah yeah get out of here kid like it's cool like right. i got i got you know I, I support what you're doing and um i'm sure if you had to go back at the time you probably could have now the crazy part is that i after a couple months of starting full sale i was like you know let me go back you know see the boss tell him how things are going blah 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 and I was at a kiosk or a mini store, not really a kiosk, like in the middle of the mall, but it was its own little store in the corner. I uh, went back to go visit, to hang out and just say what's up and, you know, I'm doing well. And I get back and there's a, a, a for leasing sign on the actual place where I was once working. So honestly, it was all God because had I stayed thinking like, oh, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't think so, I can't do this, I'm changing my career, what is this about? I would have ended up losing the job anyways. So yeah. it all happened as it should. Well, no, it's, you know what? It's because you, you left that the place went on. Went on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, um, like, okay. So how, like walk me through some of the steps that you did though a- after that, like, you, uh, you know, you got, how'd you get your logo and, and how did like all of this like start to come together? Cause this is, you're doing something that, uh, you weren't accustomed to doing prior. I don't, ima- I, I don't, not at all. Not right. at all. Um, uh, me and a good friend, a frat brother of mine's named Safo kind of sat down and, and we're penciling some ideas and, and pretty much started looking online at, okay, what's powerful, what's strong, what's meaningful, you know, besides just the word foolies, you know, and we kind of thought of shield and we're like, all right, well, it has to have a, like an old rustic look to it. So let's find like some kind of animal or feature. So there's a Celtic uh, uh, dragon on there that stands for valor and strength. And then in uh, Latin, uh, it's a phrase uh, that talks about, removing boundaries and and dreaming without boundaries and limitations uh so we kind of you know like i said kind of just fabricated some stuff and was like all right well this is we're thinking power and strength so we thought shield and then the wreaths and then the the words underneath it and all that stuff and then you know really just started to step back away and all right cool i just started putting any kind of phrase on the shirts Whatever doesn't matter. Uh, any popular rap phrase, any popular pop culture phrase, I was throwing on the shirts at the time, and it seemed like it made sense. It made sense, but at some point, I don't remember the who the conversation was with exactly. But at some point, you know, someone sat me down and was like, you know, one day you'll you'll use your business to actually really make that impact and drive, and and whatever you're doing now is probably not gonna work. And so I was like, I don't know if you know (laughs) what I'm doing right now, but maybe you're right. And so I was like, you know what? Get back to the heart of the mission statement, which is to inspire people who are foolish enough to live out their dreams versus just trying to appeal and fit in and move with the crowd and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me get back to the heart of what we're really trying to do. And then, you know, we kind of sat down on some more phrases and quotes. And you're like, you know, that's how Dream Without Limits ended up with the honor shirt. And, you know, then we just kept moving from there. All right, cool. Well, how many more can we empower? How can we more? How many more can we uplift? How many more can we push? How many more? How many more we can drive? And you know, now all the stuff that we're doing is literally 
just people like people are more inspired by just seeing me go six years, seven years versus just some people still don't even know what fully stands for. But just the fact that I've been talking about this one thing, this one idea, this one concept for six plus years or six years and people just knowing me, I've been a motivation and encouragement even before that. But now seeing me really dig into it and dig into it with with no like no remorse, like every day I'm encouraging every conversation I have is intentional. Everything I'm doing is with purpose. Everything is just everything just kept sitting down on the same concepts. And so now stuff are evolving and, you know, we're getting a lot more features and a lot more attention. People are just like, wow, I've been watching this stuff for six years. It's crazy to see how you've grown and how you build. And now you're getting new waves and new traction. And now there's such so much more support and we can't believe all this stuff that's happening and some of your images and stuff are going viral now. And it's just people are literally now saying, you know what? I think I can do it too. You know I, you know what? That guy is crazy over there, and I'm not sure what he's doing, but I think it's my time too. It's my time to live foolishly, you know, towards my goals and dreams. And that just that's just what has been happening. People telling me, oh, I'm going back to school to get my master's. Oh, I just started my own business. Oh, man, I'm I'm going back to school just in general. Or, man, you got me through a really tough time in my life where I just, you know, I lost an uh, important person to me and everything was going downhill. And thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I'm doing music and I'm in the music industry and, and your your words and some of your videos and some of the, the, the book you, you wrote and all this other stuff, it, it really helped me get through a tough time. And so this is my purpose, man. It's just helping other people as I sh- should be doing, as we all should be doing. And obviously, you know, I'm no Ash Ketchum or Neo from the Matrix. I'm just a regular guy, you know, regular black guy, you know, saying I'm not anything fancy or amazing, but my will and my passion is, you know, and that's really all that matters. So I don't have to be a celebrity. I don't have to be a Seth Godin or a Vaynerchuk. You know, I'm me and people appreciate me for being in my space and what I'm trying to do in that raw love for the people and for their dreams and goals has just manifested into so much more. I mean, the one word that keeps coming to my mind is perseverance. And that really is inspiring to, to more people than, uh, than most, because, uh, you know, incredible stories only happen. So, you know, so many times in, in one person's lifetime, regardless, right. you know, uh, but per- stories of perseverance and, and keeping at it, um, happen every day, all day, all around right. the world. So, uh, to me, it's you know that that's what the testament of of living your you know your dream is 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 having the perseverance to uh, keep at it and keep going and keep digging and, and eventually people come around because they, they you know what was it they people have to see things or hear things like seven times before they really yeah, understand yeah. it um, and that's that's the thing so so for, especially for somebody that's small to get like to do the startup thing it mm. is it, it takes time for other people to like like i said they got to hear it like seven times before right. they before they even like really hear it and in, in this digital age you have to hear 21 now because there's eight different platforms that you are getting bombarded with negative fuel from so it's like you assume that you have to be rich or celebrity or well off or just some random stroke of luck and it's it's neither (laughs) i mean it's helpful you know i would love to be rich and start a business but that wasn't the cards i was dealt so now i'm more resourceful i think i'm even more resourceful now with zero dollars 
then I probably would be with a hundred thousand or a million. Granted, that would be nice to have, but I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be. I don't think I would be. I mean, I don't want to say hungry because that's cliche. But hey, that's it. You know, I don't think I would be hungry. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't be starving to change the world. It'd be. It'd be an option for me right now because I have nothing, quote unquote. Because I feel like I have a lot. But because I quote unquote have nothing. This is my drive to push any and everyone. So when I build this and it gets to that place, if I'm granted a million dollars and phenomenal, but then people can't say, oh, man. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't even matter if, if I had a million dollars and I wanted to impact and change the world. Who the hell cares? People trying to do something positive. We should be for that anyways. But nonetheless, you watch me scrap and build this up. And now I'm trying to build for my future generations to come so that they don't have to hunt and grind like I did. But I hope that they have a different grind and bigger dreams and goals now that they have something in place. Uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. And uh, <laughs> I, well, a lot of times, you know, you, you start to squander because squander money because you don't realize that, like, it, it's a finite resource. Because if, if you believe that it's basically an infinite resource, mm-hmm. then you you just start to squander it. So, right. uh, you know, not having a lot to, to, to start with is or, you know, quote unquote, or like Donald Trump, like, I, I got a small loan <laughs> of a million dollars like that's right. not a small loan. I right, mean, right. and in his defense, he, he he qualified it with, you know, comparatively speaking to what I have now, mm-hmm. it's a small loan. Like right. I like I get that, but um, you know, obviously he he didn't really squander it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but regardless, it's you know you have to um you have to be willing to uh to to dig deep and have that that drive, uh regardless. So. I'm I'm curious because you you kind of wa- almost walked into it um, a little bit earlier. How did your family take you? Uh, like, all right, well, you know, I, I have this degree. Well, I ha- you ha- did you have two degrees or? Yeah, well, now I do. Okay, yeah. so you had two degrees, uh, and and you're like, okay, I'm I'm going to quit my dead end job working at AT and T. Which hooray, we're going to go leave you know dead end job, but we're going to go do something that's kind of foolish, and we're not sure if it's going to work out the way we want it to. Right. Well, you know, I have an interesting kind of family situation. My mom passed at an early age. My father wasn't really much of a figure. So for me, I I didn't really I don't really have much of a family presence. Um, I have a lot of friends and my friends more so serve as my family. Uh, And, you know, I I love my family to death. I don't know them all. I, I don't get to see them all. And, you know, for a number of reasons, but you know, my friends are more supportive than anything because they're just like, well, you're doing something that I wish I would do, you know. And so my friends are very gun ho about supporting the movement that I'm in because they're kind of vicariously living through me. And so in this day and age, especially with millennials, I think we're, we're – and it's not that everybody wants to – quit their job you know so i don't want to hit everyone with another podcast where two entrepreneurs think they're cool and talking about living out their dreams you know i'm talking about the dreams of of doctors and lawyers and teachers and as well as activists and people who really want to make an impact you know they want to start nonprofits, they want to build charitable uh, functions they really want to do amazing things but that's still not the popular thing to do so my friends are extremely receptive of that concept of, ah, oh, man, he's dreaming without limits. And anyone 
with a dream can now follow my footsteps as well and can and, and just join in with their own dream and own purpose. And I think that's what my friends, i.e. my family, really loves the most about all that I'm doing with the brand and the business and this movement. And once again, some people don't even quite know what I'm doing, but they're just like, man, you put a kick under my behind to actually get up and do something. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your family situation, but at the same time, it's those situations that make us who we are and, exactly. and put us in the situations that we put ourselves in. So, um, so I mean, it's it, it sucks, but it's good at the same time because it's brought you to where you are uh, today. So yeah, I think I think if I if I you know, and I, I would never want anyone to lose a family member to realize that life is a lot more meaningful. But I lost my mom back in the sixth grade. And from that moment on, it was like a like kind of like a Mario mushroom, if you will. So you kind of hit the mushroom, and you just kind of instantly get bigger. The bloop 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 bloop, and you just kind of get bigger. I think that's what had to happen to me when I lost my mom. I literally hit my mushroom and became an adult very quickly because it was in the sixth grade, you know. And I had to start thinking not bigger, like dreaming wise, but just bigger, like oh wow, this I don't have a security net per se. I don't have a blanket per se. And so I had to start thinking more maturely and, and, and stepping up and scrapping in and hustling at the car wash and working at Wendy's and, and starting to put food on the table for, for, you know, whatever I could because of the loss where, you know, you can, you know, sixth grade, you're still kind of depending on mom and dad and every, you know, you just, they're still going to really be with you essentially until you get to high school. And then after you maybe in college, they're still helping you out too, if you're that fortunate. But I had to instantly become an adult. From the moment she passed, it was like, all right, now what the hell are you going to do? Well, you know, I I, uh, I can sympathize with some of that because uh, of uh, my situation. So so I, I kind of I, – I definitely understand. And, and you know what it is? It kind of almost gives you like a leg up at being an adult uh, compared to pe- your peers because of the fact that you're um, – you, you already have experience doing that. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh, I'm 18. Okay, I just graduated, and now I need to – uh, do this adult thing. So now it's time to get the uh, the you know out of the kiddie pool and into the the full size pool all at once. So Alex, what's been the biggest roadblock for you? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> the biggest roadblock for me, I think, has just been myself. Um, probably another one of those cliche phrases, but cliche phrases are cliche because they're powerful. I think. I stumble around a lot in my mind with what I can and can't do. And I tell myself, oh, no one's going to care. Or why am I posting motivation again? This might be annoying. And uh, do I want to see the same shirt or do I want to talk about the same thing? And, you know, it's always just, you know, I don't know if anyone is even getting it or, you know, I'm not, you know, I, even though I don't care about the likes and the, the, the loves and the reactions that you can do now, I do, you know, I do want to see people reacting. I do want to see a response. I want to see more shares, but even in that same token, it makes me go back to the drawing board and say, okay, cool. How do I make this more for them and not for me? How do I drive this content, this product, my lifestyle, what I'm trying to do to impact the world for my audience so that the moment they see it, it's it's a, a contagious 
moment where they have to pass this on. They have to tell someone. They it has to ignite someone else to do something, uh, even if they're silent about it. And so, a lot of times, my biggest roadblock, man, is is really myself. Like I'm in my own head. I'm in my own feelings. I'm in my own thoughts. You know, I start putting myself down and just all kinds of negative things. And, you know, I'm sure money is a roadblock and not having the right connections or looking for superstars to wear your product or to, to, to co-sign or retweet you or whatever the case may be. But honestly, it's just been myself. And the moment I take myself out the picture and I bring my audience in, everything changes. Everything becomes more organic. Everything becomes more rich. I become more passionate about what I'm doing. And I really, you know, get down and I serve. I'm, I'm, uh, there's a popular poem that talks about being able to walk with kings and not lose the common touch. And the common touch are those people on the ground with you. You know, you get bigger and you start rolling with kings and queens and lords and all these other high ups. And then you really forget who's serving. And it's the people at the bottom. And so I want to make sure that I always keep that people at the bottom mentality, no matter how far where I get and remember who I'm serving so that I don't ever now create a new roadblock unknowingly. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it definitely can be tough um, when you're trying to constantly, you're trying to post the, you know, you feel, or you're in your mind, you're posting the same things, but you had to put Mm -hmm. it in the, in the shoes of somebody else where it's like, they're probably seeing a bunch of negative stuff on their feed, like all right. day long, like right. complaining and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. y- you can't look at it from the sense of like, Oh, I, well, I'm constantly posting this stuff that's positive and inspirational right. and all, but really it's not, it's not about uh, you. It's about what they're, what they're seeing on their feed. Exactly. So, and if they don't like it, they can always turn it off. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like right. it's, uh, you're, you're just doing you and that's, what's really important. Um, and that's, what's really inspirational for other people. I, as you mentioned earlier about doing it for six years and all that. So, um, uh, Nemo, <laughs> I almost called you it, Alex. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whatever you throw out, but I, thank thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not like this, like Fiji water drinking celeb that needs to be called a certain name. Like whatever you throw out is cool. So be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't ever get like that. <laughs> or don't introduce Fiji, yourself as Alex at all. <laughs> Fiji is pretty good though. I won't, I won't lie. So honestly, I've never, I've never <laughs> had that before because it's, it's so much more expensive than just bottled water. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes that's that's kind of the playground, you know, with quality. I mean, it sucks, but it's more expensive, but it it, it it's worth drinking, you know. Yeah. And I don't, I've drank Fiji maybe once or twice, and I drank the whole bottle the the first time. Versus, I get a Zephyr Hills, which is a dollar for three, and then I have a bunch of empty Zephyr Hill bottles all around the house. So, <laughs> so for anyone listening, you know, understand and know your worth. You know, sometimes it may suck, you know, to to have to have to put in money, but as I've seen, you know, popular entrepreneurs say, "Hey, well, stop spending money on that Starbucks. You know, stop with the fast food. Uh, stop." traveling and hanging out and living lavish and then complaining that you don't have the funds to get your business off the ground that you don't have the the money the effort the time a lot of times if you just took a 30-day snapshot at your bank account you would see that you're wasting your money on a lot of other things other than getting your business off the ground i'd agree i would agree you gotta know your finances first 
Uh, yeah. So you know what you're spending and what you're you know saving and what you can save and what you can spend. I mean, you that. could buy a Facebook ad for five bucks. That's yep. a cup of Starbucks. If if you're drinking Starbucks daily and you're listening to this podcast right now and you have a business and you haven't bought an ad for your company in the past six months, then you're not serious. Yeah, well, it's not just don't drink one cup because one cup is probably five to six dollars. So uh, don't drink that just one time a week. <laughs> and you'll, you'll be you'll be you'll put that invest that into your you know to getting your right, your right, product, right. I'm not your telling you stop your people. Starbucks love and you need your coffee. You know I can't think straight if I don't have my morning coffee. I didn't. You know I'm not telling them hey don't change your entire lifestyle around. But at some point you may have to change your lifestyle around just a tad and make those sacrifices early so that you can go buy a Starbucks later. Yeah. You know, if you if you so choose, and of course somebody cynical will say, "Well, I don't want to buy a Starbucks, and I don't want to stop my daily." I, I get it, but understand the context. Think about your resources, what you have. Put away something and invest in you. If you're not investing in you, don't expect nobody to invest in you. Yep, couldn't say it better myself. Nemo, what was your childhood dream growing up? Uh, you know what I. <laughs> I wanted to be Michael Jordan, <laughs> and uh, I started realizing that I wasn't getting as tall. And I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't think I could do this uh, short basketball player thing." I'm sure there's a lot of five. Well, I'm Come sure on, there's now, not AI man. I, well, was AI five six? I, he was. I mean, you know, I don't know how tall. I think he's still pretty. Pretty. <laughs> I don't think he's five six, but uh... right. So that's my dilemma that I wanted to be this off the wall, you know, uh, b ball under the legs, jamming tongue out, basketball superstar he like six Jordan. Foot. He was six okay. foot, so you know, he, right? Yeah. So yeah, but <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the you know the dream kind of growing up, and you know there was always acting was also a dream of mine. I, I wanted to act and and dance, and uh, I got to dance in college on a hip hop dance team, and that really really was fulfilling. I miss dancing. I love dancing. There's so much passion and art and life in dancing. I think those are some of my most creative times because you were forced to do things that that you thought your body couldn't do. And so that just pushed your limitations mentally. And so if you talk to a dancer that's really trying to get into the dancing game, whether it's uh, hip-hop, jazz, tap, modern, whatever that craft may be, especially if they're combining all the worlds in one to maybe really do like a hip-hop performance, because that happens a lot. A lot of dancers from different backgrounds will do hip-hop and bring their worlds into hip-hop. And so that's that's where it becomes the most innovative and creative. And then the beauty of the dancing industry is that, you know, obviously there's some parts where... Well, as a whole, dancing is a pretty diverse playground. You know, if you look at certain dance routines and moves and like everything has this stem back to something or other cultures, other races, every everyone's kind of in the mix. And it's kind of like good music. If you hear good music, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. We all love Michael Jackson or we all love the Beatles or we all love Kendrick Lamar or we all love Taylor Swift, whatever that may be. You can connect and bond via dancing, music, uh, a good script that someone wrote for an amazing actor. I mean, that's why I wanted to follow those professions and worlds, because anytime you saw those group of people, the responses from the crowd was always you changed my life 
Thank you so much. What a stress reliever. And I'm like, man, the actors, the singers, the dancers, the performers, the entertainers, the artists, anytime they someone referenced their work, it was a moment of relief and pain. So I was like, hey, I would love to be someone's, you know, good drug, you know, and help them get over a, a tough time or tough moment or tough experiences. And that's what the, the arts and entertainment world does. And that's why I'm in this field. That's why, you know, I podcast and that's why I still do music. And that's why I still, you know, when I can, you know, dance maybe at home in the mirror or whatever the case may be. But that's why I still do these things because that's, that's, that's the stuff that, that pushes people to go forward. So yeah, I had those lofty goals, you know, and now with foolies growing and everything happening in 2016, you can still fall into all those playgrounds again. So I'm not ruling those things out of the picture. I may end up on a gym screen or on somebody's dance team somewhere and at least get one show off, you know, whether I'm in the back row or not, or just a run in and an extra, whatever that may be. Those dreams are still, those dreams now in 2016 are even more tangible than they've ever been. Uh, that's awesome, man. I, I'm glad that you have that, that attitude. And, um, I actually looked up who the shortest NBA player, uh, it was <laughs> and it's, uh, Muggsy Bogues, yes. uh, Bogues, Bogues. Yeah. Yes. Bo- Muggsy Bogues, yeah. uh, who was five foot three. So, nice. uh, you had three inches on him, man. You could, right. so you, I could have done it. See? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's about being around the right people because the, the wrong people will tell you, no, you can't do it versus the right people would go look up who is like that person and then say, hey, Alex, there's a five foot three basketball player. You got it, man. Let's get to the court and start practicing today. And those are the people that you need around you, the people who are going to look up if these facts or data or points are, are, are incorrect or misquoted and then try to push you and get to the next level. So find you guys, someone who's willing to Google uh, a new truth, if you will, and get those people around you, people who are willing to look up new truths, new facts and get you to get to the next playground. So I appreciate you. Oh, well, th- thank you, Nemo. I, I, pre- I appreciate you. And uh, obviously I appreciate <laughs> you coming on the show and, um, I, you know, lo- I love looking up things like that because there's always, um, the possibility and he was a great player too. So it's not he like, was, you know, I mean, yeah, he, he, he had to be, <laughs> yeah. um, but so, so what do your dreams for the future look like? My dreams for the future involve me speaking globally, professionally, and, and, and to as many youth as I possibly can. Uh, those dreams are also wrapped around scholarships and me giving back to uh, communities and areas that of, of for kids who look like me. A lot of times people don't understand that when, you know, once again, another cliche with great power comes great responsibility. And so as I start to build and grow in the playground of power, I need to make sure that I'm going back and I'm inspiring the kids that are unfortunately being set back, you know, unfortunately being uh, blocked or unfortunately stuck in their circumstances because they don't see the light. And a lot of times people look down on athletes and rappers and singers and pop superstars and and those dreamers, quote unquote. But those guys and girls, like there's so many athletes, so many superstars, so many celebrities with youth camps and groups where they go back to their high school, their middle school, or they go back and give scholarships, or they go back and empower young groups. 
And I tell people all the time, like, you don't see lawyers and doctors per se. Not that I not to say that they don't, but you don't see that all the time. You don't see lawyers and doctors taking their big money and checks and going back to their high school and saying, you know what? I'm going to create a medical scholarship. Any kid that wants to go to med school, let's go. I'm funding it because I'm a well-off doctor who does brain surgery three times a year and I'm straight. You don't see that, but you see the athletes, you see the superstars, you see the, you know, the people who are the lofty dreamers who go back and empower the kids. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my name. I'm going to be a freaking uh, compassionate rock star boss and have a rock star company with amazing, bright, talented young minds changing the game every single day. And then we're going to pick everything up and say, now let's go back to the block of of an area where they need us and let's inspire and empower these kids to do more than we ever could. So that's that's the goal and that's the grind right now. And the grind is so real. <laughs> for anyone listening, the grind is so real. Why? Because it's not for myself. It is for the kids and the young black men who look like me, who don't have someone telling them, you got this, you can do it, keep going. Okay, cool. You want to play basketball? Great. Now keep your grades up too. Get that scholarship, pay for college, use the athleticism, and then still become a doctor anyways because it's all feasible. So that's that's the dreams for the future. You know, I can talk about stores and having Foolies merchandise and all the coolest and finest of the individuals of the world, but my purpose in life is to make sure that other people that 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 give back or that hand up whatever i gotta do that's what i'm here for no i love that and i i think that uh you know that the power of having somebody that that just helps you or believes in you or just tells you something that you've never heard before that's a foreign idea that you know, like, okay, well, I want to go be a doctor. Well, there's, I mean, I had, um, Dr. Ned on my show. He grew up on an Island, um, in the, like in the Bahamas mm-hmm. or, or not, Baha- not in the Bahamas, but like, I don't know, the, around the, like the Dominican Republic and stuff like okay. that. And there was like, I think no doctors on the Island or anything like that. And wow. he, he actually sought out one doctor who was living there, like on vacation or something like that. Wow. And he found him and he got, you know, he, he was able to like get him to talk to him and, and it was, you know, really powerful for him because it's like, he, he never met a doctor before that. Right. <laughs> he just right. knew that they existed and that he was like, I want to, you know, be one. Right. So, you know, having, having somebody to help you, even just, just telling you like that, that's something that you could do. Um, it's not easy. And, and on this show, I, I always, uh, go back to like, look, it doesn't matter what it is that you want to do. If, 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 if what you want to do requires you going to college, that's great. I'm all for it. Um, but helping people find that path, right? Because it's the path that they need and the life that they want to live rather right. than, uh, like, Oh, just go rah, rah, rah. We're going to go chase our dreams. It's going to be right. great. And everything's going to be cool. And, you know, sure. There's going to be some bad days, but you know, it, it really, I want to help people find that path. And that's really where this show, uh, shines in, in helping people, you know, get not just the rah, 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 go follow your dreams. Here's awesome people. But the, like, this is, you know, you have to figure out what it is that makes you tick and makes right. you want to go and wake up every morning to go and make, uh, your dreams, uh, reality. 
And look, and, and, you know, once again, those are cool painted pictures of, oh, I want to wake up every day, even if you don't want to wake up every day, because you won't. There's entrepreneur stuff, like there's days where life sucks, everything sucks, you're not having money, Think life is, life is just whack. But the fact that you have a why will get you back up even when you don't want to get up. So even if you don't care to get up today, if you're getting up for yourself, then continue sleeping. But if you're getting up for everyone else that matters to you most, then I won't have to tell you how to wake up in the morning. I won't tell you what time you should wake up. You're going to get up with a fire and passion because the people around you mean that much to you. Yep, definitely. Well, Nemo, before we share, people can connect with you and get all their Foolies gear. Uh, could you, <laughs> could you, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, whatever is holding you back, you got to be willing to 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 just cut it off. Uh, I would urge everyone to watch this movie called 127 Hours. Uh, it's about a young man, I believe his name's Aaron, who goes uh, uh, hiking or mountain climbing and falls into a uh, a, a, a deep ditch, like a, in between two like mountains, and a boulder falls on his arm, and uh, he's stuck there for five days and has to like literally cut his hand off, which is lodged under this ton of a boulder, to get free and survived five days on like a bottle of water and. You know, it's crazy that when he got to that point, you know, he started to record like he had a video camera on him. So he started to record, uh, Mom, I love you, Dad, I love you. And, and and was thinking about all the things that he just didn't do and didn't get an opportunity for and what couldn't happen. And, you know, now he became, you know, it, it took him to see death to realize how much life was in front of him. And so for anyone listening right now, you might have to be just like Aaron and cut off and I hope I'm getting his name right, but if you Google 127 hours, it's there. So you might have to be just like him, and that boulder on top of your arm that's weighing you down or your life or your chest might be fear and doubt and anxiety and all kinds of stuff that's holding you back. So start getting in that mindset that I have to cut this fear off completely to 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 survive not even just to live another day but if he didn't amputate his own arm from his own body from under this ton of a boulder he would not be here today and so get ready to cut something off in order to live life again and that's really all i have (laughs) (laughs) well i actually i need to watch that movie still Uh, my, my wife melissa watched it and then Generally, we we have we have access to so many movies that it, it just doesn't make usually it doesn't make sense to watch right, a movie right, that right, one right. of us has already watched. So, right, I got you. Uh, so yeah, so I, I will have to get around to uh, finally watching <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> so well, uh, Nemo, I would love for everybody to connect with you and f- how you know let let them know how they can get with you online. Uh, you can follow us on, you know, different platforms, but if anything, just go to the, the com or the com. T H E F O O L I E S.com. Honestly, don't even buy anything. Just hit me up in the contact or, you know, follow us at foolies on Instagram or at foolies clothing on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty responsive. So if you say, Hey, I listened to the show, uh, with Joe, uh, you know, I, I'll gladly chat with you and, yeah, 
that don't even worry about purchasing and all of that stuff. I could care less about that. Let me know how you feel. Uh, let me know about your goals and dreams. And, and if you just need to follow us just for that daily piece of encouragement, then that's all I care about. So connect with us so you can stay encouraged daily. Love it. I will have that in the show notes so people can uh, find that and connect with you. Awesome. Nemo, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, it's it, it was it's been a while since we were supposed to record, and it just got lost in the in the mix. So I really appreciate you reaching out to me the other day to to say, "Hey, what's going on?" And that's right. when I realized that I hadn't had you on the show yet. So uh, I really appreciate you doing that, and uh, I'm glad that we were able to get this interview in before Ava gets here, when I won't be able to schedule for months out, and then the cycle of. Uh, putting it off would probably continue. <laughs> I understand. And early congrats as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Nemo, thanks again for taking the time. And uh, I would love to have you on the show again at some point in the future. Of course. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.